From the Financial Times in London, I'm Adam Sampson, and this is FT News. Richard Thaler has been awarded the Nobel Prize for Economics for his work on incorporating insights from psychology into economic theory and policymaking. The award, which brings a prize of just over a million dollars, was given to Professor Thaler for his contribution to behavioral economics, the prize committee in Stockholm said. Here with me to discuss Professor Thaler and his contribution to economic thinking is our economics reporter, Gemma Tetlow. Hi, Gemma. So tell us about Professor Thaler, where he's based, and what his work has been focused on. Professor Thaler is a psychology and economics professor at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. He's really one of the fathers of what's become known as behavioral economics. And essentially, this field of the research which he's pioneered applies the insights of psychology to economics and helps to model the behaviour of economic agents and how they behave in market situations by using the insights from psychology about some of the irrationality of people's behaviour and how that plays out in their economic decision making. It's super interesting. So I think many people have taken even Economics 101 probably remember that you talk about these sort of rational actors in economics and people who know everything all the time. So it's quite interesting that they've chosen him. It is very interesting. Traditionally, economics has tended to assume for the purposes of modelling behaviour that people behave rationally. And economists have always known that this was an oversimplification, that people don't really behave that way in practice. But the insight from Thaler was that actually even small deviations from this sort of rationality can have quite big implications for the way that people behave. And that's increasingly been built into more core central economic thinking now. Hmm. Can you talk about some sort of policy implications? Thaler's work, perhaps really more so really than any other Nobel Prize economist winners up till now, will probably be familiar to the general public in some of the policies that they see politicians implementing. And one of the real insights from Thaler was for policymakers and for businesses, if you want customers or people to do something, make it easy for them, was his central insight. And that shows up in a number of the policy recommendations that he's made. So if we take, for example, one policy that he came up with, which is called Save More Tomorrow, and this is something that many US companies have now instigated with their pension schemes. So people tend to find it hard to put money into their pension scheme. And if you say, do you want to put more money in today? They tend to say, oh, I don't know, I can't really cut back on my spending today. No, I don't want to do it. But the save more tomorrow idea is that you say to people, okay, well, in six months time, you're going to get a pay rise. Would you like to allocate some of that money to your pension now? So that will happen automatically when your pay goes up in six months time. And that has had a really big impact on people actually putting more into their pension because they find it easier to pre-commit future money than they do to save more today. Which actually brings me to an interesting point. There's some kind of fascinating anecdotes uh, that go along with his work. I just love if you can tell us maybe one or two of them. One anecdote he had was about bowls of uh, cashew nuts, I think it was. So one thing he noted quite early on in his career was that at his parties, he would put out a bowl of nuts and many of his guests would then stand there happily munching away at the bowl of nuts that was conveniently placed in the sitting room. And when he moved the nuts away into the kitchen, his guests no longer ate them had more of an appetite for dinner and everyone was better off, even though there was no reason why those guests in theory shouldn't have been able to stop themselves from eating the nuts when they're right in front of them, according to rational economic theory. But actually, in practice, they found that self-control really hard. It's fascinating to see how this behavioural economics plays out on a personal level. Yeah, I mean, one of the other quite interesting insights that he had from his work was about the importance of fairness in the way people perceive things. I mean, the classic example of this is around the pricing of umbrellas. So rational economic theory would say that umbrella shops should whack up their prices when it starts raining because everyone's going to be flooding in, demand will be high, and shops should just put their prices up. In practice, consumers see that as being really, really unfair, that 
shops would try and do that. So actually, in practice, you don't see shops whacking up prices when it starts raining outside. And that's sort of this insight of the fairness, importance in the way people behave. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm right in thinking he also said some things about Brexit. He wrote an article actually in the Financial Times last year where he put forward the theory that he believes there should be a second vote on Brexit, either a parliamentary vote or a second referendum. And his reasoning behind this is that the first vote had what he calls poor choice architecture. And what he means by that is that the choice that was presented to people was very unclear and specifically people didn't know what they were voting for when they said leave. So for that reason, he argues that we should have a second vote on Brexit once it becomes clear what the leave outcome is so people can reassess, vote again once they have a much clearer choice about leaving and remaining. Interesting. One last thing. What's he going to spend his money on? <laughs> uh, right after the award was announced, he said he would try and spend it as irrationally as possible. <laughs> Some nice economics humour. Exactly. Thanks very much, Gemma. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.